The Bucks won a fucking NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not gonna say it. That sounds too good. That was good, roll on. No, 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 no. If the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and, of course, GSPN. I'm one of your hosts, Ty Windisch, joined as always by the early riser, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, you look and sound sharper than I do. I normally, I feel like, am the morning person, but at 7 a.m., you're ready to go. I mean, I think talking bucks just gives you that energy. How's it going, my friend? Doing well, doing well. I mean, you can't complain when you're getting, when you're talking bucks basketball. You know, everything just, it just feels right. Football season is over. It's fully entrenched in basketball yeah. season. Uh, actually, I mean, Pitchers and catchers are going to start reporting soon, so make sure you're subscribed to Cruising for a Bruising for all things Milwaukee Brewers content. And uh, NFL trade season is hitting up, so even though the games are over, subscribe to Talk of the Tundra. Aaron Rodgers is in darkness. He's in darkness. The the Jets and Raiders are in darkness looking for a light in the darkness that somehow they think is Aaron Rodgers. They're right. They're right. He's great. If you're listening to this, Jets and Raiders, you need him. You really need him. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a good day. The Milwaukee Bucks have won ten games in a row. Tie. Yeah, uh, it, it is a very nice number. Whenever you look at like ESPN or NBA, look at the standings. So it shows their last ten, and it's a ten and zero. It's like, oh yeah, this this is the good stuff. It is the good stuff, and of course Tuesday night. So tomorrow, hopefully, as you're hearing this, or later today, or maybe yesterday, if you're really late to the game. Um, the Bucks take on the Celtics, both teams with rest. That's looking to be a very good game. It does seem like Boston's a little banged up, so we'll see how much that impacts the game. We don't have an injury report or anything yet, but making it 11-0 against Boston sure would be sweet. We have mailbag questions we took uh, starting uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, so we'll get to those in a second. Some of those include that Boston game. A lot of other things covered as well. I did want to first briefly revisit the Jay Crowder thing. So it does seem like he may be with the team Tuesday. We are still, I think, under the assumption he will not play until post-All-Star. If he wants to play against Boston, that'd be pretty fun. That's certainly a matchup they could use him for, but no rush. Revenge game. Revenge game. That's the nice thing about guys like Jay Crowder. Half the damn league is a revenge game. I mean, no matter who the Bucks are playing, there's like a, a pretty the, good the shot. The next three games will be revenge games. It'll be – or excuse me, three out of the next four because Celtics will be a revenge game. Yeah. Bulls will not be. But then the Heat, then the Suns. <laughs> I mean, those are the three you'd want, you know, a revenge game against. We're, we're good against the Bulls. I, I feel less bold than Ja Morant with that, that version of the statement. We're not good in the East, maybe. Maybe we're good in the East, but we're certainly good against the Bulls. That part is for sure. Um, but speaking of Crowder, so I went and watched some tape. I got in the film room, Rohan. I, I dug deep. Not even that much, to be honest with you. But I just wanted, like, I haven't sat down and watched him play. Obviously, he hasn't played all year. The Bucks only play the Suns twice a year when they don't meet in the finals. So since 2021, you know, not that many opportunities to watch Jay Crowder couple things stood out. Defensively, he moves faster than I remember. I feel like I remembered, like I think I thought of him as like this big block 
who's just kind of like out there being a big block. And I did watch some, as painful as it was, 2020 Eastern Conference semis, Milwaukee, Miami. And I mean, he was pretty much a big block against Giannis too. But I do think a lot of his defensive value comes from like quick feet, quick hands and staying in front of guys at that size. Like he really did kind of remind me of a 6'8 West to a certain extent of just like he's always there. He's just like very pesky. And I I think I was honestly encouraged from the tape. Obviously, we need to see what he looks like because he returns from the time off. But I remain and I I want your input on this especially. I remain pretty optimistic that it's he's not going to look like way worse than he did the last time we saw him, right? Like, I think he he wasn't playing games. Maybe there's some rust. Maybe the shot starts off rusty. But I think physically, if anything, he might look a little better than a lot of players in the league because he hasn't gone through the grind of the first 50 games of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, he's still still relatively in his prime. He's 32 years old. Um, it's not like, I think, I think the one reason that Bucks fans and my, like myself included are going to be like, oh, is he going to move that well is because we're comparing him to Wes Matthews. Uh, cause it's like, yeah. that's, that's the role that we're trying to get him to fill, like be like a Wes Matthews type, but it's like, oh yeah, he's younger and has less miles and less horrific injuries. I was going to say, yeah. On his, uh, on his body than Wes Matthews <laughs> and over the last few years has been moving better than Wes Matthews. So of course he should be like expected to be like more agile, more mobile on defense than Wes Matthews. No offense to Wes Matthews. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to just like pile on the guy. What Wes does is insane. Like given everything, all those things you just said, right? He's 35. I think obviously had the Achilles when he signed with Dallas, right before he signed with Dallas and, you know, has played so much recently and, and recent years and it hasn't mattered, but yeah, I mean, Crowder doesn't even have those things going against him yeah when i see west matthews run i'm like oh god what's happening here <laughs> like, this is like stop that this looks painful uh but that should not that should not be the case with jay Grady. like you mentioned he's been like like he his calling card is on defense and it's because he has like the skills he has the motor skills it's not just intelligence like he is a very intelligent defender yeah. but he also has the physical tools to really put it all together which made him one of the hottest commodities on the trade market yeah and i think the other thing on defense that stood out is he has like a he has this kind of a weird looking little swipe he almost does it with like a claw hand and he's good at it like the i was seeing a bunch of clips and i try not to just watch like the Jay Crowder defensive highlights. I was trying to do single games, so I got a bunch of film. So I watched him guard Giannis for a game. I watched him guard Kawhi for a game or two. And he really gets in there and gets after the ball, especially on drives. I just think it looks like it's very uncomfortable to play. I mean, as it is against all good defenders, but I do. I, I think almost to not be overselling what he's going to bring, I think we were almost too low on what his defense could look like around like the trade pod and before the trade. Like I feel like we settled into probably a worse defender than PJ. You know, let's not talk about it anymore. It does more offensively. I there's a lot of upside there. I'm not saying he's gonna be a better defender than PJ Tucker, but I, I, I do I um maybe I shouldn't say we. I think more me. I feel like I was setting myself too low to just not be like, you know, Joe Q optimist or whatever. I think that's like two different expressions I just put together and butchered, but I think the point comes across. You just, you, you confuse, you confuse my early morning brain. Yeah, that's, I confuse mine too, and I'm the one who said it, so that's worse. 
but yeah, it's just like, especially when he's in a defense, uh, defensive system like yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks, where they basically rely on these type of guys. They rely on the guys who will go get after the ball, who will play physical defense. Jay Crowder, he's going to, like I said this during the trade pod and before they even traded for him, he is a perfect fit yeah. with the Milwaukee uh, Bucks. I love what you said on the pod of just like he he lets them like lean into who they really are, basically. I was listening back. I usually don't, but I listen back to a lot of that pod. I was like, damn, Rohan is really like, I got to listen to Rohan more on the pod. Sometimes I'm getting like, I'm looking something up. I'm so ready. And I'll listen back to a clip and I'll be like, wow, Rohan was really dropping bombs in that segment. Oh, thank you, thank you. I do not listen back, so I'm sure you uh, drop ups too. Yeah, here, man, not really. Um, a couple more quick Crowder things. The the this ties into like the mobility being better than what I expected. It's really good screen navigator. I was watching him against Kawhi, I think in like 2021 or so, and he's just really like sticking with Kawhi on and off ball around screens, and we know that's that's very important for the Bucks who especially against teams like the Clippers who are going to have a center and even to Zubats who's going to be around the rim, like in the Brooke Lopez minutes, it, it, guys who can navigate screens really make that drop defense much more potent. So that I felt like was an encouraging sign to see. And then offensively, there's definitely going to be some plays like West now where if he makes it, we call Jay Crowder some form of zippy. And if he misses it, we all kind of groan and go, what were you thinking? Like, I saw some side set threes, you know, a lot of that stuff going on, which, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he's a much better three-point shooter from the corners than from above, but he will take all the shots. I saw him take a mid-range jumper in my research. However, there were three seconds left on the shot clock, so not as bad of a, a shot to see. I think the thing I was – the thing I, I, I leaned forward in my seat, I'm guessing – you have not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. There's uh you might have seen this meme, like Leo DiCaprio is like with a beer pointing at the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's from yeah. that movie. That I did that. When he played for the Suns, mostly I saw this. Really good entry passer, which is like, again, not something you'd have on the bingo card, but like to Aiton, if Aiton has a mismatch, like that was part of their game plan, you could tell, was Crowder would be at the top of the key and just loft one right in there. Also threw one to Mikhail Bridges, who had like a little point guard on him, and it was like a perfectly. And I was like, "Oh, the Bucks have a kind of terrifyingly small number of guys who could do this. That's going to be helpful if Crowder can, you know, loft in these nice passes to Giannis or Brooke and set them up in the paint or really Chris. well, or Chris even. Yeah, so that was something where I was like, "Oh, that's going to be like sneakily useful offensively if he continues to." And I don't know why he wouldn't, right? So that was, I thought, an encouraging thing as well from Crowder, who. Again, I think offensively, I just thought like he's going to take some possessions and otherwise just be in the corner. He's, he can do more than that, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're, uh, it's it's a more dive. If we, like obviously we're going to be comparing him a lot to PJ Tucker. If we're talking, he might be comparable level of defense to PJ. It's going to be way more versatile on the offensive end. Yeah, PJ PJ's role, role at the end was not even just to hit corner threes because he wouldn't shoot him. <laughs> yeah, just uh, to be was, just a rebound, really. Yeah, just an offensive rebound. Yeah. That was PJ Tucker's entire offensive role. And like, while Jay Crowder might is probably not going to be as good as PJ at that because PJ was elite at that. Yeah, uh, he's going to be able to do more things. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> which is, is good. Is this the most talented team Jay Crowder's ever been on? It has to be. It has Giannis. 
Yeah. I mean, I think he was on one of those LeBron Cavs teams, but it was the one that was without Kyrie, really out of gas at the end, uh, and they got rid of him. And otherwise, it's like probably the next – I mean, the Suns team that the Bucks beat, obviously, um, and then the Heat team that beat the Bucks. Those three – Bubble Heat team. Yeah, three very good teams, but I've got to – I mean, who knows? We'll see how the season plays out, but certainly the way things are looking, this could be the best yet for Jay Crowder, who – do you remember his tweet about Drew and somebody else? No. Oh, man. I got to f- – oh, it's going to take me a minute to find it. I might have to have you read the first question or something. But he had a hilarious tweet where somebody asked him about, like, you know, him shutting down guys on certain teams. And he was like, oh, I don't want to misquote it. I'm going to try and find it. So if you okay. want to um, – uh, Last last thing I'll say on Jake yeah, yeah, before we, uh before we uh, transition on to the mailbag here – is that uh, Fox fans should be should be expecting a little bit of a flopper. Uh, he, yeah. he is a guy who's gonna he's gonna embellish some contact sometimes. <laughs> uh, he's gonna try to sell some calls. Yeah, and you know what the good thing is, he's not against us. Yeah, he's on the Bucks <laughs> now. Um, this so was just just be prepared. This was the tweet. It was from this offseason. So StatMuse shared that Jay Crowder has more career playoff points than Derrick Rose, Tracy McGrady, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and that he's made the playoffs in nine of his ten NBA seasons. A little bit of a J.J. Redick thing going on there. Bossman goes, I'd much rather have the rings Drew and A.D. took from me. Hand on face oh, emoji, I, mad emoji. He that, wants yeah. one, man. I he wants it. one and he's, he's on a team that's very much in a position to do so. The StatMuse rendering of Jay Crowder is like very detailed. Stat, sometimes if they sometimes if they put some effort into a player, it's, it turns out really good. This is beautiful. I'm just gonna drop this in the main channel of the Discord with no explanation, no context whatsoever. Just look at it. I, can you see it? Um. It's yeah, like, that is wow. It's like wow. He looks really good in that. Shouts to Jay yeah. Crowder's cartoon. You know, okay. you know how you can see this, all of the listeners. You yeah. can see this by joining the Discord. Uh, link is at gspn.info. It's a great community yeah. for all things, uh, all things GSPN, uh, Bucks channel, Brewers channel, Packers channel, uh, other other channels, whatever channel you want, it's there. Exactly. And you know what else? You know what? You know what the main channel is for today that we're going to be talking about? It's the mailbag. Mailbag questions. questions. Yeah. So we took questions both on Twitter and in our Discord. Uh, let's go through the Discord ones first. Yeah. Um, so our first one here from Sir Fixalot. Love that name. Yeah. What's the deal with Marjan, aka Kawhi 2.0, and him deleting his social media content? In the minutes he has played, he has contributed, and with the trade we've done, he has to get more playtime. So I thought the social media thing, it just felt like he felt like he needed to lock in more. That was my read on the social media thing. I, I know. I mean, this trade deadline, Bucks Twitter had really just like off the rails with speculation and Twitter sources and everything else. And, you know, there was a little bit of, oh my, he must be gone. He's got to be gone. I was like, I, I don't, I don't understand where, cause he deleted like athletes just like do stuff like this. I don't know. I just, I, I need something a little more direct to be actually concerned. Like I saw Marjan deleted all his stuff and he posted an Instagram story. That was like, I need to lock in or whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what that means. It could certainly just be he wants to, you know, level up his play on the court. Who knows? It doesn't, doesn't really 
matter all that much to me, quite honestly. Uh, about the more playing time, though, thing, just kind of disagree. I, mean, I just think that the Bucks have better options for the right now. And I think there's this weird, not weird, I think there's this idea out there that a young guy, if they're not playing every single game, it's like they somehow can't get better. And you look at developmental orgs and some of the best stories, and those guys didn't play all the time right away with the NBA club. I mean, there's so much you can learn and grow in the weight room, in the film room, in practice. Like, it doesn't, it's not like he's doing nothing for his game by not playing every single minute to start. So I, I don't think he should play a ton. I think there's going to be some games where he plays. I think there's going to be a lot of games where he doesn't play, including the playoffs, and that's fine. I don't know if you saw the Rohan, the um, one of the stats. It was like doing the war, Raptor war, whatever the hell. The, all the Jokic MVP numbers, but they did it for every player on the Bucks, And it was like everybody plus, Giannis is plus like six. And then the worst is like plus 0.1. But then there's Marjan, who's like minus four. And it's like, yeah, he's just – he turns the ball over too much. His shooting is very streaky. He fouls a good bit. Like I'm not trying to say he's not a very good prospect, one of the best the Bucks have drafted in years. But I am saying they have a lot more NBA-level options right now. And they're going to prioritize a championship over Marjan's development. While also like both things can be happening at once is my read on, on this. Yeah, and I think uh I think the the social media thing, I think it came after he had a relatively not so great game when he was with the Wisconsin Herd. Yep. Yeah, his first and game down was was pretty rough. So it's like, okay, he's not getting super, a lot of playing time with the with the big with the big club with the Bucks. Then he comes and plays with the Herd and still has a, like he still has a struggle, so he's recognizing, "Hey, I got to lock in. I got to put some work in." I think Bucks fans should be encouraged by that. Yeah, I think it's a guy who's recognizing, hey, I'm not at the place where I want to be, and which is fine. Like he has high expectations for himself, which is good. Uh, he's he's a rookie; he shouldn't be expected to contribute a lot anyway, especially when he didn't have a ton of uh, professional basketball experience coming uh, to the NBA. So when he when it's a when it's a young guy who's trying, relatively young guy who's going to be, you know, coming in trying to contribute to a team that wants to win a championship. You need to temper expectations a little bit. Like you said, he's probably not going to get a ton of playing time. He's going to get some here intermittently while Jay Crowder is still out. Like he, he's played the last few games and now for the Bucks. But down the home stretch and in the playoffs, I would not expect a lot. Yeah. And I think you look at everything else he puts out or says, and it's all just like very positive. And I just think he wants to be better. Um, and that, that's, that's exactly what you want to see. But it's like he's still quote-tweeting stuff about Giannis and sharing the Bucks account, all this. I do think Bucks Twitter made him unretweet the Kyrie retweet. I don't know if you saw this. Probably one of the dumbest things I've seen people get upset about because I understand that Kyrie Irving is toxic and, and everything else. I do get it. Also, I just think like the tweet he shared was like something about just like loving others and whatever. You know, like Kyrie – like most of his tweets are very benign and positive things. And then rarely he sneaks in, you know, anti-Semitic IG posts, whatever. Marjan wasn't sharing that stuff, right? I, I just think, you know, there's such a disconnect between how the NBA world, especially players, see Kyrie and how everyone else does. And I've got to tell you, I saw some people upset that, you know, a very benign tweet was retweeted from Kyrie's account to Marjan's. And I was just like, I don't care about this. 
I care about this even less than Marjan deleting his social. Like, I'm not going to, oh, he's a bad guy now. Like, Hooper's basketball players really have a lot of respect for Kyrie's game. It's not like the tweet was like, you know, him defending his actions. It was literally just love others. So very, a lot of ridiculous Marjan things out there, I think. But yeah, I think, you know, it's it's part of a long season for him and excited to see how he can develop and what he comes in the next year looking like. Because as we mentioned in the Crowder segment, Bucks have some pretty old wing players and, you know, Ingles is 35, Wes is 35, Crowder is 32. So if you're Marjan, I'm sure you're not sitting there like, oh, my path to minutes is gone forever. Like, no, it's it's there. Just wait a little bit, Marjan. Um, speaking of minutes, next question from Jules ESQ. What's the playoff rotation men's looking like? Who gets squeezed out in a nine-man rotation? And will the Bucks start K-Mid before or after their win streak gets snapped? Rohan, I'll let you decide. Answer first and decide which one of these we go for first. Let's talk about the – Let's actually, the easier one here is the K-Mid starting. So let's get that yeah. one out of the way. Yeah. I think he starts after the All-Star break. I think I think we could see Boston, but I think after the All-Star break, either way, for sure. I don't think – it's Chris Middleton. This isn't like swapping out West for Grayson. Like they're not gonna. No. Well, sorry, Chris. We won twenty straight. You got to keep coming up the bench. <laughs> the 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 most uh, the way I've seen people tell on themselves is that stat news tweet. Ah, it's, it's so like, annoying. Yeah, the Bucks. They they worded they worded it a little weird. They did, but I'm I'm glad they did honestly because it says oh. uh, like what's the what's the like the the Bucks are ten and zero or whatever since Chris Middleton started coming off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah. And uh, and people people in the replies and the quote tweets they're like wow I can't believe it's like yeah benching Middleton what a what a washed all star and stuff like that you got 160 billion or something coming off the bench wow Bucks fans how do you feel about that it's like cool thank you for admitting you don't watch the Milwaukee Bucks or pay any attention to the mm. Milwaukee Bucks at all wow because they didn't even realize he was injured yeah snakes and he's coming the, off the bench yeah snakes in the grass and stat muse cut that look at that yeah Waka Flocka reference. Yeah, or George Carl. Oh yeah! Oh my God, <laughs> furious George. Um, but yeah, Shut I think. Up boogie. I, I wonder. Do you think it's like a specific minutes thing that Chris is tied to, or I, I would imagine that's got to be it. If just like it's hard to do the rotation and his rhythm and making sure he plays enough with the big three if he's only playing twenty, twenty-two minutes per game as a starter. I don't know. I think it's kind of silly anyway, but I get it. Yeah, just trying to limit his minutes. Yeah. But I think he starts at least I I don't think he starts Boston. Maybe Chicago first game before the All-Star break like give him like hey, here's a bigger minutes load then it's a break. Yeah. I could see that. But I hype. don't think it he would, starts like I don't think he starts against Boston. It would be hype if if he started against the Celtics though. Yeah, just puts up like 50. Yeah, cuz we know that's how he feels about Boston. I mean, I just think for that game Chris in the starting five. I, it's just the fact that we we have not seen that five start all year, have we? No, maybe I don't maybe so. like, maybe uh maybe when he first came back. Yeah, yeah. They weren't healthy, but they did have. Yeah, they probably they probably started and they played like you know bad when that was happening. Well, yeah. Um. Anyway, playoff rotation minutes. So you can always start with the bedrock of Giannis, Chris, Drew. Playing a lot. We know that. Brooke. 40. 
Brooke is going to play every game. Even if he doesn't play a lot, he's going to play in every game. Um, and then I guess like Pat is going to play in every game. I think, I think it'd be pretty difficult for Bobby to not play at all. Like he did against Brooklyn. I think his level of play on defense and his stature within the team has risen since then. So let's just say, you know, pretty much every game we're going to see Bobby. That's what six. Yeah. The core four, Pat and Bobby. Yeah. And then Grayson. Yeah, Grayson. Grayson's going to be in there. Still starting for now, so we got to put him in. That's seven. Jay Crowder. Wow. Are you you asking or? No, I'm penciling him in. Okay. Okay, wait, unpack that. You're not not so sure? I, I just think by default, until we see different on the court, Wes should be ahead of him. And maybe that takes a week. And we're just like, oh, yeah, okay, Jay's just much better. I want to see him earn it. Fair enough. I think I'm, – I'm assuming he does. I, I am too. You certainly hope so. I mean, not that yeah. they gave up a ton, but yeah, it would it would seem like he will. You know what? Fine. I just – I just want to give some respect to Wes's name for what he's done. Yes. I'm okay. I'm okay with assuming that though. So we'll put in Crowder as eight. Javon Carter. Yeah. Play only only member of the Bucks play every single game this season. Oh, look at that! Shout out to Javon Iron Man. Um, did you see the Mikhail Bridges thing? What about? Oh yeah, that he's on track to play eighty three games, and he season? hasn't he hasn't missed a game since middle school until the trade. And Cam Johnson yeah. said he was like antsy. That's gonna be a fun Nets core now to follow. I mean, I'm not. Gonna... He still yeah, he still hasn't missed a game. Well, he they missed the first one after the trade. Oh, but he yeah, can still yeah. play 83 because the Sun, the Nets played less than the Suns before the break. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, can't, but they're like they were super fun in their post game, and the the game against the Sixers was great. I wish they had won, but um, because that was fun to see Philly lose. But yeah, so I think that's the nine. I guess then who got quote unquote snubbed? Oh, we didn't say Ingles. We did not say Joe Ingles. Oh man, I do think he's gonna play. I wonder does Javon get squeezed out again? There's no way, right? You need a, you need a backup guard. I agree. Like Drew's not playing forty eight minutes. I I I bet they start out each series playing ten, and then it's gonna. I I bet that's that's how they did it in the championship year. It gets pared down based on what we see in games one, two, three, you know, and go from there. And I mean, if they're doing like you know first round, if they're just clobbering someone, they probably doesn't get pared down that much. But like a Celtic series, I bet I, I think it's going to be a little series dependent. Like I think we'll see those ten guys to start every series if healthy, and then you know they're playing, I don't know Boston and Ingles is getting targeted and Grayson is too. I think we see Grayson's minutes go down. Maybe Ingles doesn't play as much because again, if the team is healthy, Christianis Drew doing a lot of ball handling for the best lineups. Yeah, it is pretty interesting that Crowder could slot in ahead of someone like Ingles, who's excited us this year. I think kind of was on a downward trend for a little bit before like the Lakers game. I think he was good in, but he's had some rough games in the last couple of weeks, too. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Hmm. I haven't even it's it's I mean, it's understood, but it's like we're at a point where I'm not I don't even think about the first round opponent. Like I'm trying to think like who the Bucks are going to play in the first round. I'm looking at if the season were to end today. And like all the play in goes according, the the Bucks would be playing the Knicks, and I'm like, yeah, that's a sweep. Yeah, 
Every, I mean, I, every I bet they win round. one. I, I don't know, actually. That's an interesting question. Like, how locked in would they be? Because, like, we obviously... We saw them not get locked in last year. Yeah, we saw the Bulls. Who I think the, I think this Knicks is probably better than those Bulls without Lonzo. Yeah. And, the, and the bubble. The bubble they, up. Just, yes, you're right, but... Ugh. I would much rather see a playoff start. Obviously, I'd like to see it finish, like, 2021. But I'd like to see a playoff start like like the the Pistons series where they just put a team in or the, the dirt. Yeah, I guess that works too. I mean, it took a little bit in game one, but yeah, that, that worked out. Yeah, both times they've reached the conference finals at least. They've swept the first round opponent. Yeah. So you got to come out and sweep them. I agree. Okay. But no, but back, back to the, back yeah, to the playoff question. playoff rotation. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like we we talked about this in our last episode, but they're like eleven deep right now. Yeah, yeah. Wes is eleven keep, is kind of like your oh, we need more defensive help. He's ready. We know he's ready. It's just that the Bucks they have a lot of options, and I think it'll be entirely matchup dependent, which is obvious to say. But like you can go if you need a more defensive heavy lineup because you're facing like offensive uh like offensive juggernauts or something. Like, let's say you're playing the Hawks or something in the first round. Not to say that they're a juggernaut, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're an offensive-focused team. You want to lean more defensive. If you're playing against a defensive-minded team, you can lean more offense. Like, the Bucks have options. They're very malleable. Like, if you want to split Jay Crowder and Joe Ingles, you can do one offense-defense. Yeah. Like, the Bucks have a lot of options this year. Yeah, I, I do think, I would say right now, I think the two guys most precarious, even with not even seeing Crowder, it's probably Ingles and Javon. And I think Javon, just because he's lower on the list, and if Drew's going to play almost the whole game, I still would like to see him be the other guard defender. It probably depends on matchup, to be honest. Like, Javon now playing late against the Celtics may bother people. Wouldn't surprise me that much, though, because that's just such a big team. And playing more Wes, more Crowder, Maybe better against Boston than playing more Javon Carter. Although, I mean, his shooting has been legit all season. And I think there was a time when he was, I think, like the fans were a little disillusioned and we were too because he was like so good early this year and then kind of fell back to normal. And it's like, oh, I guess, you know, but now he's just like back to, yeah, he's going to orbit around, hit a bunch of threes, some in transition, play that insane defense. Like, Insanely valuable role player to have just picked up and again be paying less than the Brooklyn Nets this season. Thanks, thanks Sean Marks, Jordan Chesky's yeah, number one fan. Yeah, thanks Joe Sai. Yeah, appreciate uh, that. Thanks for thanks for putting the bill. <laughs> it's very nice. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think Ingles and Javon mainly Ingles, honestly, maybe the guys who are most most liable to drop off in an intense series, just because we know the Bucks like leading defense as as we talked about. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's he was uh, their free agency signing on a one-year deal has really helped the team in a lot of his minutes, but he does have skills that most overlap with like Drew and Drew, not Drew, um, Chris offensively and a little bit of Drew and Giannis as well of just handling the ball. And I think he's going to play a lot, especially in some series, but won't be, won't be too disappointed if he plays a little less in some. Um, I want to go to the next question now because yep, I think it's it. related to this rotational depth thing uh now that we have this is from parkeria uh big board game energy in the discord i've enjoyed that from parkeria 
Now that we have seen the power of improved vision, passing, and executing offense with Jingles and Chris back, 10-win streak, are there any buyout candidates that could run an offense in second units to help that sing more too? So it doesn't sound like they're going to get – I think the last guy who's still outstanding that I would be at all interested in who would actually play regularly, I think, is Patrick Beverly. I think Reggie – John Wall? I said play regularly. I don't think John Wall is good enough to play every night on this team. Like I just being totally I don't, honest, I don't, I don't think so either. He that's break glass in case of emergency. Jeff T guard. If he's okay with that, then sure. But I think Pat Bev is the last guy who I'm like, yeah, he could probably play every game. I'm not even sold on him versus Javon. Honestly, they're, they're different players, but I, I don't know. But you just we just outlined the rotation. How good would a player have to be to just for sure come in and play? Like I think Reggie there's, Jackson is a bad fit, no, but he's gone. Even Reggie, yeah, even Reggie Jackson signing with the Nuggets, uh, good get for Denver. Yeah, uh, Terrence Ross uh, saying "f you" to the Mavs and going to the Suns was fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just like no matter who it is, like even if it was Reggie Jackson, there's no guarantee you're gonna play. Yeah, like I, 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 I sang the praises of Reggie Jackson on the last pod. There's no guarantee he's going to play. I wouldn't slot him in ahead of Javon. Like, yeah. There's there's no shot. He'd be in the George Hill role. Yep. Yeah. Especially. Do you I, see that? Do you see that George? By the way, do you see that George Hill? Like the um, video. Uh, Kev, no, Kevin Pritchard asked him if he wanted to be waived, and he's yeah. like, "Nah, I want to be in Indiana." Like, good, good for George. His hometown. I saw a really cool video of him walking through the facility for the first time. He's like, "Wow, it's a lot nicer now." <laughs> he like, you know, shaking hands and and dapping up like Tyrese Halliburton and a bunch of players. And I'm like, that's. I'm glad. I really George. hope he gets his ring. Yeah. I really hope he gets his ring this year. Yeah. Um, and he's got another year left, right? Or no? I can check. Um, I was going to say, it would be nice if he spent a couple – like if he makes the playoffs a couple times with that Pacers team, that would be pretty cool too. Um, love love George Hill. But, yeah, I just think there's not that many minutes. and especially It's just like with Ingles. Free agent. Free agent, free agent after this year. Maybe he'll come back. Um, yeah. I think he could after the league year rolls over. Yeah, he could after the league year rolls around. It's the it's the cycle of uh, George Hill. Yep, gets tra- signs with the Bucks, gets traded, <laughs> signs with the Bucks. Um, but it, just the buyout guys. It's like the Bucks aren't looking for a small guard to have the ball a bunch anyway. That's just not Drew and Chris and Giannis are going to have the ball a bunch, and then now they have Ingles too as well. So I just don't think those players are good fits. Pat Bev is interesting. I don't think he's. I don't think we know where he's signing yet, and I don't know. Have you seen the video where he does a Giannis impression? Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and Giannis did tell him to come to Milwaukee, so we'll see if that happens. The Bucks would immediately become the most hated team in yeah. the league, and honestly, I'm for it. Totally on board. I mean, I it's like most of the time we're either – the Bucks are either going to be hated or not talked about anyway, so we might as well lean into, you know, F it. I just want to go yeah. win. So You got Pat Bev. You got Jay Crowder. You got yeah. Grayson Allen. Yeah. You got Giannis. Who Giannis, for according to a couple of fan bases. Yeah. Yeah. Some irrelevant fan bases. But yeah. Now. All non all non-Bucks fan bases are irrelevant to me. Yeah. Next sorry question. if you're a member of a different fan base listening to this. I was mostly talking to Nets fan base. Oh. They should convert. Yeah. I mean, why not? The five of you. <laughs> oh, so now, okay. Yeah, you're real sorry. Uh, from Mater. Who would you rather have as a second round matchup, Cleveland or Philly? Cleveland. Uh, it's the it's the star it's the star power and it's the inexperience. 
because Cleveland obviously has less star power. I know Donovan Mitchell is a playoff killer. I know that. I also know that the Bucks have Drew Holiday and Javon Carter. Yeah. Uh, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen for as terrifying as a front line that is. And they're the only team in the league that can really match up with the Bucks' size. Uh, with the Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Like, they're the only team that can really match that. Uh, I would have said the Lakers. They can't do it that anymore unless you say Mo Bamba uh, or Devon Reed. Like, yeah. come on. Because uh, uh, Thomas Bryant requested a trade. Uh, <laughs> but, no, like Cleveland, even though they have the size, they don't have the experience. They don't have the playoff experience whatsoever. And I think Giannis is just going to run through them. They're also, I think, the only... The only team with a worse shooting front court than the Bucks, probably. I mean, Mobley doesn't shoot threes. Allen doesn't shoot threes. Mobley has a pretty good offensive game now. He's, like, working on it, but his range is not proven. And it's like, okay, I just think that's going to be a nightmare for your guards. You're going to have Drew and Javon swarming them, and then you're going to have Giannis and Brooke on the back line, relatively enabled to stay in the paint. Kevin Love doesn't play anymore. Like, they really don't have that much perimeter Kevin shooting. Kevin Love, Bioka? Yeah, potentially. Would you be interested? No. Yeah, same. He was really bad to start the year. It's again, like at the four, when Bobby comes back, his minutes are never. I mean, you look at the guys who are going to play four for the Bucks: Giannis, Bobby Portis, some Chris, maybe some Pat, Jay Crowder. like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. I look at him as smaller now, but sure. I mean, it's just like they're pretty big. Um, and there's all of those players are better I li- than I like big love. Bucks and I cannot lie. Exactly. Um, so no, not interested. I think Cleveland would be easier. I kind of want Philly more. I kind of want to finally beat the Sixers in the playoffs, but I do agree. I think your take here is that you'd rather see the easier team, which is Cleveland. And I do think Cleveland's easier, um, even with the playoff implosions of Harden. I I don't know. I do think I, I'm not worried about either of these teams. I'd rather. How about this? It's an, an easier way to put it. Embiid is the best player on any one of those teams. I'd yeah. rather not see the best player. Yeah, but I do think not that I'm scared. I'm not scared of the Sixers, but it's no. like I'd rather get the easier opponent. I I'm I really want Milwaukee and Boston to hold one and two. That just I think that if Boston gets knocked out early, I'm not going to complain. I'm not either. I just I don't want to see them before the final the conference finals. Oh, yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. and it, that locks us into that. So yeah, they can lose in the second and round. It, and it looks care. like it looks like they're going to on pace to lock up one and two. Yeah. No matter what the order. The Bucks are currently a game and a half behind Boston. They can yep. make up a game on Tuesday. Big game. Real big game. We got a question about that coming up from Twitter. But first, from Pearl 80... Jam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, from 85 side, uh, if Drew Holiday shoots under 40% from the field in the playoffs again, like he did the last two years, can we win a championship again? Because I don't think so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what they do. Yeah, it's kind of what Drew Holiday does. If he yeah. shoot, if I'm honestly expecting him to shoot below 40%. Yeah, I feel like if you go in with that as the expectation, you'll be happier. If he if he shoots above, I'm like, oh my god, this Bucks team is guaranteed to win. <laughs> that's that's the mindset that I'm at because yeah. Drew Holiday has been like he's been a subpar shooter, like subpar offensive player during the postseason in his two years with the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's no knock on Drew; he's still been an amazing player, but. I'm I'm expecting it honestly, and I I take that into consideration. Actually, we have an updated data point. He shot forty point six percent from the field when they won a title, so he has to shoot forty percent. We, we got to get it up to forty. He was thirty seven point nine 
last season. I mean, I think, while being overtaxed. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Chris, Chris's departure affected every – except Giannis was still somehow like, yeah, I'm just going to have 40 and 15 and no one can do anything about it still. Uh, against, you know, one of the best defensive teams we've seen. Doesn't matter. I'm Giannis. Celtics, listen, maybe they beat the Bucks. I don't know. But uh, in, in this game on Tuesday, kind of a little mortal lately. And I know there's been some injuries. That's been true for the Bucks all season as well. A little, little more mortal than we're used to seeing lately from Boston. That's all I'll but say. But Ty, Ty, I thought they won the title already when yeah. they started the game. When they started the season, like twenty and five or whatever it was. I just remember. I thought they, I thought they were crowned NBA champions. Ty. People in January being like, "Well, Boston locked up the one seed. That's that." And I'm like, "Have you all never heard of math? They're like four games up on two with like fifty games to go. Why would we assume? Here we are. Anyway." Um, but yeah, I just I, I would expect him to be at least a little bit above forty, like that championship year. I think he's gotten a little better offensively. And I think the team has gotten better around him, as we've talked about. The rotation's better now. It really comes down to are the other primaries are Chris and Giannis healthy and looking good? If so, I think Drew can be a little more efficient. Uh, but I'm not. If he shoots thirty nine point five percent, they could still win a title because a lot of his utility comes from his playmaking and of course his defense. So. Not that concerned about Drew's shooting numbers. No. Uh, next question here in the Discord from yeah. uh, our guy Tommy, EB. Uh, which two players should be in closing lineups with the big three against a team like Boston? I tend to lean Pat and Crowder, assuming Crowder's lack of playing has made him fall off too hard. But I could see Wes, Ingles, or Javon having good arguments for a spot. And I think this question is yeah. a perfect encapsulation of how deep the Bucks rotation is. Because it's like, yeah, I'd lean Pat and Crowder. I mean, but I could also see Wes, or I could <laughs> see Joe Ingles. But, like, I could also see Javon Carter in there as well. It's like the, the the gluttony of talent that this Milwaukee Bucks team has acquired. Like, John Horse, props then. Yeah. Like, props to you. I mean, it, it it all comes down to what happens during the playoffs, but it looks like, wow. Like, yeah. we thought this team was deep going into the season, and we're like, oh, shoot, this team's not deep at all. But now we're like, oh, yeah, this team's deep. Oh, yeah, when their guys play, they're they're pretty good. And when you add another rotational piece. Uh, I, but, like, uh, I like yeah, his picks. I like Pat and Crowder as, as starter. I mean, I could certainly – I mean, I, I do wonder how often they'll go full clamps lineup and and roll out. I mean, Pat's a good defender. Full clamps? No. Uh, no, sorry. I mean, it's fun to watch him with the big three always, but – like, how often do they roll out, like, Drew, Wes, Jay, Chris, Giannis, and just say, like, good luck, man? You mean Corey? His dad's name is Corey. I learned mm-hmm. from listening to Marcus. So, uh, Jay might be a junior. I'm not sure. But I'm not going to call Jay Corey anymore because Jay's dad is Corey. Plot yes. twist. Yes. No, it's I'm just confusing. Joking. No, I know. Uh, but, um, hey, and also on Bochamp. I don't know, man. I saw Elijah Bryant get minutes in the playoffs. <laughs> Bucks won a title. Much different Bucks team. Much different Bucks. No, team. no, uh, for sure. But I think Pat and Crowder are probably the safest options. Uh, as safe as can... someone who we've never seen playing with the Bucks can be. Yes, yes. We're assuming a lot here. <laughs> We're assuming a lot here. I mean, hey, I'm not a boss man nine nine that stays in shape. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I should do? Yeah. I should just start tweeting in all caps every I agree. tweet. I, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I was disappointed. <laughs> like, just like who who else does that? Like the kid Miro does that yeah. too. Like just tweet in all caps. I, I like, do. I do usually during Brewers playoff games, which we didn't get this last season. But I, I get pretty amped during Brewers. Playoffs. You know where you can see Brewers playoff games? Where's that? 
you can see that in the brew like in the Brewers playback because uh, yeah. Adam and Andrew are going through 2018 playoff run. Make sure you join the Discord to get in on those. That being five uh, years ago, it's just insane. Anyway, yeah, we're old. Yeah, uh, mostly me. But <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Pat and Crowder, assuming Jay Crowder is Jay Crowder, I think it's I think those are the safest options because Pat Pat I think has earned that spot. To be in the closing lineups uh, during his tenure with the Milwaukee Bucks, which is like crazy to think about, thinking about how we reacted to his signing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think you tweeted about this the other day, right? Yeah, it's Where, just like the turnaround. It's just like yeah, he's like uh, you can't move him. He's still going to close games, and it's going from when he first signed back with the Bucks to that, or first signed with the Bucks to that is just wild. We we were doing the pod at that point, like yeah. it's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. We're like, hey, man, if this keeps Giannis in town. like, Yeah, his workout, buddy. That's all this is. Yeah, but uh, I think Pat's there. I think Jay Crowder against Boston. Yeah. Like, the, the question is specifically against Boston. I think you have to lean defense. Yeah. And I think I think Pat, even though he's not like a defensive, like stalwart or anything, he's a good defensive player and he's just fits. And around the big three, you just you need someone you can trust to knock down threes too out there. And I just think, and I trust Pat with my yeah, life. Yeah, Pat and Chris, uh, I think alone is enough spacing for those units to work offensively and without the defensive drop. Like Pat and is, and Drew Drew and Crunch Time Drew yeah. and Crunch Time doesn't miss any shots. Apparently. That's true. That's very true. Um, and I just think Pat is a perfect compromise between like all their other wings of like you know. Not as defensively good as West, not as good of a shooter, maybe in the playoffs as good, but regular season, like overall data, not as good of a shooter as Grayson, but he combines enough things that you can trust him to play. So I agree. He's kind of got to be out there. And I like Crowder as the other guy. Yeah, you just you need a wing defender. It yeah. can't be Joe Ingles. I don't think it can be Javon Carter. Yeah. If you like if you're playing against Boston and it's crunch time, you need as many switchable wings out there as possible. Jay Crowder fits that bill. If Boston, and this is like you see the vision of why the Bucks trade for a guy like Jay Crowder in this specific scenario. Your crunch time against Boston. Who's a guy you want out there? Jay Crowder is the type of guy you want out there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm interested to see that game. We probably won't see Crowder, but um, I can't wait to see those teams. I think they play again once or twice. I think maybe just once. Um, they should. Next question. Speaking of yeah, speaking of that, uh, we have a question from Twitter from Ad Bucks and Six Panda. What are the chances that we see Jay play on Tuesday, or when do you think he will first suit up? I do not think he's going to play on Tuesday. I yeah. don't think he's going to play till after the All Star break. Maybe Chicago, but I'm guessing as well. It'll be after the break. Yeah, it's just it's too early. He hasn't played basketball this season. Yeah, you need a ramp up process. I wouldn't be surprised to see him practice with the herd. Mm, yeah. Uh, send him down with Marjan and TA and let him do some Bucks stuff. Yeah, we say send them down like they don't bring the herd to the Bucks, but yeah, it's pretty funny. The herd <laughs> don't play at home for the rest of February, so that may be tricky just with scheduling. Um, but oh, we've that's true, we have seen it? them we have seen them pull the herd on an off day to Milwaukee and then send them back. So we've seen the, we've seen them fly the herd to Miami. Yeah, so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm sure they're not continuously on the road all month. So. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure if they use the if they use the Bucks plane, I don't think anyone. Yeah, I think that I think that makes it okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think after the All Star break, I think maybe even a few games after the All Star break. Yeah, I'm not sure. Schedule. 
Probably depends how many practices they get in around the break. I mean, obviously it's time off for players and Chris and Chris and Drew are going to participate in the All-Star game. But, you know, I would imagine maybe they can – Chris. Know, did I say Chris? Oh, Giannis and Drew. Sorry. Not Chris. <laughs> Um, but I would imagine you can get a little extra time with the team around that. Maybe get back in like a little early before the season picks up. That I could think, be. Here's my thing. Sorry, Jay Crowder. I think you should be in Milwaukee the entirety of the All Star break. Yeah. You 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 have played all season. Yes, kind of been <laughs> on vacation all year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you've yeah, been but, able to do your you've been able to do your workouts wherever you could be doing your home gym workouts in the Bahamas for all I but, know. But that doesn't that doesn't help him get back to playing though. If the other guys are all gone, no, so I'm just saying really... be in the facilities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rohan, sorry, Jay Crowder. Rohan is, is a strict headmaster here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like. We, I want, I want to see results. Like I have high expectations. <laughs> you do, you really do. Yeah, higher than me, I would say. Um, uh, but we see, like I mentioned, we have two revenge game opportunities against the Heat on the twenty fourth and the Suns, where KD might be playing. Hopefully, we have one more question. Yes, I know, oh, but okay, I'm just trying okay. to see like when I'm trying to predict when Jay Crowder plays. We could say him play. I, I guess another revenge game against the Nets. Technically, <laughs> yeah, I that's yeah, I kind of hope. Hawks legend Carmelo Anthony. What's the, f- the first game after the break is Heat? Yeah. I kind of think it'll be that one. I don't think it'll be that one. You think it'll be the Heat game? Yeah, I think it'll be by the Heat game. Yeah, I, I, think, I, don't that's think, fair. I don't think they'll wait much longer. I mean, I think he should be in good shape. And it's like, you know, players get traded and don't know the system or whatever and play pretty quickly all the time. So I think it'll take a little longer with getting him to ramp up and everything. But... I would expect around – I'm not saying lock it in, but I would expect around then he could start playing. You'd hope. Yeah. I mean we saw – like you mentioned that Nets team earlier. Those those guys have no idea what's yeah. going on. They, and they just almost showed beat up the and six played. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> like NBA, NBA players are the most intelligent basketball players on planet Earth. Like we should yeah. give them some credit. Yeah. 100%. Uh, last question from Brock Sobieski 2. If we lose at home to the Celtics, lose the tiebreaker – and go down two games for the one seed, does it sour the entire win streak, which was full of games against opponents missing their best players? Absolutely not. No. Kind of a Debbie no. Downer question. I mean – It does not. You can't do you anything. Still won, you still won 10 in a row. Yeah, you can't do anything about what other teams decide to do with the rest. Also, they beat the fully healthy Clippers. Don't yeah. forget that. I mean, and they beat – you know, without Kawhi once, the Lakers sit LeBron because they're unserious. The Nuggets sat everyone. It's like okay, what, uh, what what can the Bucks do about that? Since they've got they beat the Chris fully Bapp. healthy Blazers, yeah. God, that's sad. That, that game felt like they had multiple guys out. That's sad that that was a fully healthy team. Um, but no, I don't, I don't. You can't. I I would much rather take the sample of ten games against you know varyingly degrees of health team than one game against a healthy team. That's very good. Um, so no, I, I don't think so at all. I mean, and I think, like it's 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 been an opportunity to get Chris Middleton back into a rhythm. It's been yep. a great opportunity. Like you're you're banking, you're building up wins. Like the Bucks were a few games back of Boston, and now they're they're one and a half games back, a chance to bring it within half a game. Like if the if the Celtics had lost against the the Grizzlies, which uh, there was on one game Sunday, they should have lost, the Laker game that was a while ago now, but. Yeah, if the Celtics had lost against the Grizzlies, that game would be for the best record in the league. Like, you you can't say the Bucks like like it's not it's not worth it. Like, it doesn't sour the entire streak. Like, it's it's one opponent, but the Bucks as of this winning streak 
And now they're they have the second best record in the league. They have, they beat a pretty healthy Heat team. I know some yeah. guys were out, but they had their three best players. And Caleb Martin started. Kyle Lowry is out. Does that help the Bucks or the Heat? It's you know I think it helps the Heat at this point. Sorry, could, I feel bad for Kyle Lowry, honestly, because this looks like the end of the yeah. road. Yeah, I could go I traded for him in fantasy before the start of the year and I'm not sitting well with that, but no, I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think usually. It, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a guy to like stick up for Kyle Lowry, but like this is sad. Yeah, it's and I was kind of surprised. I mean, I'm never surprised when the Heat their moves aren't as exciting as their fans seem to think. But I kind of hope they would trade him just because I, I, it's getting pretty toxic there. But no, yeah, I think you know you win ten straight. You're still not healthy during the streak, and you know to win ten Bobby straight, Portis win nine straight earlier. Yeah, I think it's. And also, I don't buy at all the Ewing theory, addition by subtraction with Portis. That I mean, Chris coming back no, and, and the Bucks clicking is what matters. It's the addition of Chris Middleton, not the yeah. subtraction of Bobby Portis. If the Bucks had Bobby Portis, they'd be winning these games by even more points. Agreed. Um, Eleven days from now until that Heat game after the after the break. So hopefully, RJ Crowder game. The Suns game is at noon. I don't think you bring a guy back for a noon game. No, no, that's disgusting. I mean, I mean, we we don't know how Bossman nine nine. We don't know his sleeper deeds. I'm gonna call him Bossman nine nine. Bossman, like, yeah. I'm just gonna call him that. Uh, did you see the Bucks already had like Crowder jerseys ready to sell? <laughs> oh yeah, they knew. I was like, they probably they've, they've, they've known November. about this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I was saying in, in our pod with Jordan before the trade deadline. I was like, there's there's too much smoke for yeah. this not to happen. <laughs> There was a lot of smoke around the Knicks stuff too, but thankfully that was we kind of sniffed out that was BS. Yeah, that's the Bucks been, aren't that's, busting up their rotation for Derrick Rose. No, absolutely not. But uh, yeah, that's all the question. Thank you to everyone for giving us your questions. Yeah, um, is a it was a fun episode. Yeah, as we uh, as we prepare for the Boston game, get ready for the All Star break, get ready for Team Giannis. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of people like figuring out like that that Giannis commercial, that Google Pixel commercial, like I mean, the, figuring like, out. Yeah, like looking at that Super Bowl ad where yeah. it's like he's erasing uh, Jalen Brown dunking on him. I've oh. seen that commercial before. <laughs> really, the whole yeah. one or just just the yeah. honest part? The whole commercial. Oh, I like, mean, I, I, I saw it was a Google phone commercial, and I was like, yeah, obviously honest is going to be in here somewhere. No, did you see? Yeah, you saw like it's he, him like yeah. cutting out. Yeah, yeah. I, I had not seen it before. I laughed. I was like, "It's funny." The the most self aware and confident in his own skin yeah. superstar, I think, because it's like how how comfortable do you have to be smiling at the camera, like talking about a guy dunking on you? Yeah, I, it's a good. Giannis has never been a guy who's like, "I need to go to Twitter to dispel this thing about me." It's kind of no. rare. I mean, Steph, no. I think is like that. Steph doesn't care. But like LeBron is like tweeting through his feelings. KD multiple accounts. KD must me? have five phones. Maybe it's me, Ty. Maybe it's me. <laughs> it's me. Hi, and it doesn't play since that game. <laughs> it's like yeah, maybe it's you. Well, he's yeah. I mean, he's dealing with a foot injury. Yeah. Needed to get to thirty-eight, eight sixty-eight, something like that. I think. Yeah, and then make the uh, team trade that first, and then actually, it's going to be a couple team weeks. Got, team got better. Yeah. It doesn't mean year. anything. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> still a still a first round exit or first round of the play in exit, assuming they make it. If they make it, still thirteenth, yeah. I believe. So you know, at a certain point, you do need to win basketball games to qualify for postseason play. Do which, you really tie? I didn't know that. Yeah, 
I don't think you should tell the Lakers because I don't think they know that. I don't think so either. <laughs> Lakers 8 is a good way to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire and GSPN. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this or watching this YouTube podcast platform of choice. Check out gspn.info for all things GSPN, Discord link, playback links, all the other pod links, merch, whatever you need. Substack is in there at gspn.info. Um, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Like I mentioned, leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Five stars. Pod random. And we will talk to you next time. Bobby Portis here. One in six kids in our state don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's unacceptable. I've teamed up with Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin for the 2023 Peanut Butter and Jelly Challenge. If you need assistance or you want to help a neighbor in need by donating some PB&J, visit feedingamericawi.org slash Bobby. Hydrate's PB&J Challenge is also presented by Cousin Subs, Drake & Associates, Hupie & Abraham, Pick & Save, and Potawatomi Hotel & Casino.